Father, we just thank you. We praise you, Lord. We worship you. An awesome God. Mercy endures forever. This evening, Lord, all of us, your children, we come to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We want to hear your voice. Father, we just don't want to get uh, slackened or deceived by the simplicity of this place. Because every time you give us an occasion, you said, you promised that where two or three are gathered in my name, you will be there in our midst. And Lord, your presence is here. We believe that because you are promised in your word. And therefore, we want to revere you. We want to honor your presence. We want to honor your word. And even as we now listen to your word, Lord, we pray, Father, that we will just not merely listen to a voice of man, but we'll be, we'll be able to listen to the voice of God, O Lord, through your word, O Lord. Anoint us, therefore. Anoint every one of us, even as I speak and even as all of us here, Grant us, O Lord, understanding. Open the eyes of our heart. Grant us the revelation. Grant us the grace to hear and obey. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, today, we want to look at... Um, Uh, Acts chapter 1, if you have your Bible, somebody can quickly turn, or look look at a bunch of uh, verses, Acts chapter 1, uh, whoever is fast, maybe, uh, I don't know, who's fast, Acts, Acts chapter 1, verse 7, he said to them, yeah. it is not for you to know the time, mm-hmm. but days the father has sent by his own authority. Yes. Yeah, go on. Seven on. But you will receive power. You will receive. You. you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will, you, be, my witnesses. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the ends of the world. So we're looking at um, uh, being witnesses, right? Uh, Pastor was talking about uh, Acts chapter ten, verse thirty-eight, where it says that Jesus Christ went about doing good and. Uh, uh, God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and he went about doing good and delivering all of them who have been oppressed by demons. Yeah. So we've been looking at that aspect of um, being filled with the Holy Spirit and that that he is a person and we never neglect the third person of the Trinity and we were looking at the specific works of what he does in our lives. And we will look at uh, one particular aspect of what it means when the Holy Spirit comes, we begin to become what? Witnesses. Okay. It's a very powerful word. Witnesses. Actually, uh, in the Greek, the word means martyr. Uh, so, to witness is to have the spirit of a martyr. That's the idea. It's not necessarily that we will end up in the, in the, uh, in persecution and uh, physical persecution and be martyred for God. That's possibly the end. But there is a spirit. The spirit of martyrdom. Okay, so uh, we looked at that the fact that the Holy Spirit, when He comes, He endues us with power. In other words, the whole purpose of giving the Holy Spirit is that we will receive power to be witnesses. Yeah, it is just not for our enjoyment. It is not for enjoying worship. Okay, it is not to do ministry in the church or any other thing. Is it is to become witnesses. That is the whole purpose of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That is the reason why God gives us the Spirit. In other words, it is impossible for us to live the Christian life apart from the filling of the Holy Spirit. 
You understand that? So this is the reason why we are gathering, right? It's because if you turn to Ephesians chapter 5, you can turn there, and I will read it from my uh, from my version, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 19. Look at what it says. See that you walk circumspectly. This is Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 19. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Uh, by the way, the word time means uh, just not time in the sense of chronological time. It is also redeeming opportunities. That's the uh, kairos. Okay, that's the word kairos over there. Meaning, uh, everybody has opportunities, right? Give yourself as many opportunities as possible so that you will be in a position to be to be touched by God. Uh, remember the last time when we were here, uh, when the day of Pentecost had what? Fully come. Okay, what had happened? There was suddenly, okay, God moves suddenly. And that was the Kairos moment for the church. And they were waiting for a period of 10, 10 days. But there was one moment that they had to redeem. All that waiting and that preparation was for that one moment where God will move. Now, for example, you may be coming to church for several years. And you're looking at you're looking at your life and saying, Lord, what is it? But you know what? God is watching every one of us, and there will be suddenly one time in those several years that you are attending the church where God will come and specifically touch you. And that will be that that your your charisma moment. That, that could be different for different people. So one of the things that we don't do, therefore, say, so you know what? You look at the setup, right? And we look at the simplicity. Will God move here in this case? You know what? It's quite possible. That God might move here and not there in your life, particularly. So, what, what, what we are saying here is that you give yourself sufficient opportunities, redeem as many opportunities as possible, so that you will be in a position, in God's timing, for your day of Pentecost to fully come upon you. Everybody has a specific Pentecost. It doesn't necessarily doesn't have to be, you know, uh, my my when God touches my life not, may not be the same day as God touches Peter's life. But God sees your faithfulness, whether you are coming regularly. There is a there is a faithfulness. See, the very act of coming to church is an act of faith. That we come with an expectancy, you know. There's a word in you don't have to turn there. Jeremiah chapter six. It says um, their ears are uncircumcised. Remember, you know what? Actually, the word in Telugu is very interesting. It says siddhapa They're not prepared to hear the word of God. So prepare yourself every time you come to church. Every time you come, why should we do that? Look at what it says: mm, uh, uh, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Do not be unwise, verse seventeen, but understanding what the will of God is. And verse eighteen, very interesting: do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. That's a continuous process. It's just not one day filling when the Holy Spirit came upon them. It's just not one day that you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. You should be continuously be filled with the Spirit. Okay, because when the, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all filled with the Spirit, and again later on, when they were threatened, they again went and waited on the Lord. What did what did the Holy Spirit come? They came, the Holy Spirit came, moved upon them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and with what boldness? We looked at that, right? So many times. So there is a continuous filling that we need to have experience, rather we need to have every day of our lives so that we will be witnesses. Okay, do not be drunk with wine, which is in which is which is wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. How? Verse nineteen, speaking to. 
yourselves or rather with one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs making melody with you with your in your heart with, uh, unto the lord see in other words the way the holy spirit comes into our lives is when we actually come together and begin to hear the word of god there's a conjunction if you will between the filling of the holy spirit and listening of the word of god but how do we listen to the word of God? Galatians chapter 3, verses 2 to 4. Look at what it says. One of my favorite, uh, Galatians chapter 3, verses 2 and verse 4. If you turn the Bibles there, I will read it from my Bible. But you can turn there. If you are all there, follow in your own Bibles. We don't have the screen. Um, it's, it's a very unusual thing for me today. I don't have the screen and I'm preaching. But okay, let's, uh, let's read that. Galatians chapter 2. Verse uh, 2 and verse 4. And verse 2 to 4. Okay, I'm reading from verses 2 to 4 or the 2 to 5. Uh, let me ask you only this. Okay, this is uh, the ESV. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Okay, did you understand? So how do you receive the Spirit? By hearing with faith. That is how you receive the Spirit. You need to understand the conjunction between hearing the word and receiving the Spirit. Are you so foolish? Verse 3, having begun by the Spirit, are you being perfected by the flesh? Meaning, we could start off in the Spirit, like the day of Pentecost, and even like the efficient church. Over a period of time, what has happened? Slowly, the love has gone out of their lives. Now, what is there? Lot of work is there, but no Spirit. You see? Now, what are they doing? They're, they're begun in the spirit, but they are being now trying to perfect themselves in the flesh. So what is the, what is the, what is the remedy for it? Verse 4. Uh, did you suffer uh, so many things in vain? Uh, uh, if indeed it was in verse 5. Does he who supply the spirit? Who supplies the spirit? God supplies the spirit. Okay? Because God anointed who? Jesus. So it is he who anoints us. Okay, so it is God who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles. So these signs will follow you, right? We, 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 read, we read that, right? You, you, these signs will follow those who believe. So the one who supplies the spirit and works. So you see the connection between the, the, the supplying of the spirits and miracles happening among you do so by the works of the law or by what? Hearing from faith. You see, there is a connection between hearing from faith and being full of the Holy Spirit and experiencing miracles in our lives. And what do we have these days? So many people don't believe that there are many miracles. No miracles. Over. Miracles ka zamana ho gaya. But you need to understand, Christian life is a miraculous life. Okay. Can you look at yourself and say, think about it, no? 15 years, 20 years back. Okay, on an average. Did any of you think that you will be saved and be found in this place? Isn't that a miracle? Apugar. Apu is like, Absolutely. You see that, uh, this is, this is what he's talking about. So, so when you come, come with this expectancy. Now Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. Look at what it says, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message that they hear did not benefit them because they did not mix it with what? Faith. You see? The message will not benefit you. What is the benefiting of the message means you should be filled with the Holy Spirit. What happened? That lady came and touched the hem of Jesus' garment by faith and what happened? The power came through. What is the power? It is the power of the Spirit. The anointing of which was upon Jesus. That's a dynamics. That's a, you know what Jesus says? I Who touched me? Because I perceived that what went out of me? Virtue or power, in other words, in other translations, dynamis. Dunamis has gone out of me. How did the dunamis flow through him? Because you came by faith. 
But if you don't receive by faith, you know what happens? This word is just like a foreigner to you. Foreign. There's no faith inside inside me. It'll just become a foreigner and you'll run away from the world. I, I remember I, 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 I used this example sometime back in the church. You know, uh, when my, my friend, uh, he got a scholarship, a very close friend of mine. He got a scholarship to study in Sweden. Those days, in 2001, 2003, 2004, he, he got a scholarship, full scholarship to study in a very good university in Sweden to do his master's. So, um, those days, Sweden was just opening up to immigrants. And most of the Swedish people were Aryans, Caucasian, okay, white, white, okay, they're white Anglo-Saxons, okay, full, real, and whenever they see uh, foreigners, they used to get scared. They, they had this xenophobia. Xenophobia. Okay. No, uh, my friend, my friend was really offended, no? And he's a Brahmin, no? You can imagine, no? How offended he will be. Uh, <laughs> so, so this guy used to walk on the streets, okay? And even as he used to walk on the streets, let's say the family was there down the road and there's a small courtyard and let's say a bunch of children were playing. They would see him coming, let's say from 100 meters or 200 meters, they would see him and immediately they would pack their stuff and run inside. And my friend was so offended. And one of the terrible times was when he was uh, going to going to the bus stand. Okay. Uh, and the bus stand was quite some uh, distance away. So there was a bus which was coming. So he didn't want to miss the bus. So what, you know what he did? He just waved his hand like that to stop the bus. But the, the bus driver just looked at him. As if he was not, not, didn't even exist, he put on the accelerator and he just went on. Few meters ahead, there was another white lady who just waved her hand. He stopped. <laughs> you see, he was so offended. You know what? That's exactly what the word of God becomes, you know. what? It's, this is foreigner for you. You don't mix it with faith. This is something which you don't want to accept it in your life. You see, that is something which you need to understand. Even if the word is really, really tough, accept it. It will work because the word of God has got what? The power to work in those who believe. And that power is the power of the Holy Spirit. Even you receive the spirit, you will receive what? Power. Just not to hear the word, you will have the ability to obey the word. That is what the promise of the new covenant is. You know what it says? In those days, I will make a new covenant with the whole of Israel. I will give them a new heart. I will give them a new spirit. I will write my loss on the tables of their heart. And I will cause them to walk in my ways. That is the promise of the New Testament. That is what we need the Holy Spirit for. So that we can become obedient witnesses to God. Okay, and that is the reason why we gather together as a body to receive the word so that even as we receive the word, what do we receive? Even we receive by faith, what do we receive? The spirit. The spirit and therefore power. You see, why am I saying this? Because uh, you can turn to First Timothy chapter, sorry, Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. Are you there? Yeah, what does it say? All scripture, actually 16 and 17. Okay, all scripture is given by the what? Okay, it, it, it's, you know what it actually is? Everything, all scripture is given by the breath of God. What is the breath of God? What is the spirit? The breath of God. The scripture is given by the spirit of God and it, what, what is it profitable for? It is profitable for what? Doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness so that a man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for what? For all good works. 
So what you, so even as you receive the word of God by faith, you will receive the doctrine. You know what doctrine is? Doctrine is something which is a standard of God. It is a standard of God. You know what are the standards? When you look at the standards of God, what will you, what will, what will happen to you? You will actually run away. Okay, that is what that is what happened to the Israelites when they saw the thunder and the lightning and everything. They said, "Baba, they just run away." I remember so many people when they come to our church. You know, those days uh, they would hear the word one time, two time. They said, "Impossible to live like that," and they ran away. But you know what? If you really come by faith, and if and the Spirit of God is inspiring that word, you know what it does? It says, "You know what? This is possible. This doctrine is possible." Romans chapter 6 verse 17. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. And please read it in the KJV. If you are my KJV kind, please read it in KJV. 617. Romans chapter 6 verse 17. And also in the ESV. Both, if you read, you will get a beautiful rendering of it. And it's... God be yeah, but God be thanked. That ye were the servants of sin. Ye were the servants of sin. But ye have obeyed from the heart. You have obeyed from where? Ah, not, not, not external obedience. It came from the heart. What? What did you obey? That form of doctrine. That form of doctrine. What does yes we say? Standard that standard of teaching. Okay. Teaching ka standard kya hai? Bohot hai hai. Okay. And, and what will happen to many people? They will run away. Mujhe satta nahi hai. And I don't have the strength to do it. But you know, but the spirit of God comes, you know what it does? Yes, it may not be, it is absolutely impossible, but I will empower you. It is for doctrine. So in order for the, for, 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 uh, enabling the doctrine to become a part of our life, what we need is the next is reproof. What we need? Reproof. Reproof ka matlab kya hai? What is wrong inside of your life? If your life, you have, you, you have to be seen, you have to be shown. That is the reason why it says the word of God is living and active, powerful than a two-edged sword, discerns the bones and the marrow, the soul and the spirit. It's a discerner of the what? The thoughts and the intents of the heart and everything is laid bare naked before whom we have to give an account. What, what, does, it, what does it mean? It means that everything in your life which is not of God, the word of God which is inspired by the spirit of God will show. That is reproof. And then correction. See, just not, how do I, what is wrong in my life? Okay, what's the big deal? If, okay, there are, there are, you have cancer. So, okay, fine, I have cancer. Do I have a hope? Yes. For reproof, for correction. How to stay, how to get corrected, how to come back to that track. And then instruction and righteousness. What is instruction and righteousness? How to stay in the track. What, how do I, how do that righteous live? By faith. <laughs> So the just shall live by faith. And all this is possible through the inspiration of the word of God. The word of God which is inspired by the, by the spirit. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. You know what the word Christ means? Christ is the anointed one. The one, the word which is anointed, like pastor was talking about. No, it's, uh, shadow doesn't have substance. Anointing can rest over a handkerchief. It can rest over a substance. It can rest over a shadow which has no, not, no substance. But do words have substance? No. But even on a non-substance word, the anointing can work in your life. That's what it says. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So this is the reason why we uh, come together as as uh, believers to listen. And this is how we get filled by the spirit. Then, what does the word of God do? 
through the spirit of God. How does it work? It does three things. It first it cleanses us. Hmm? Okay, the washing of water by the word. What will what will it do? Cleanses us. Second thing it does, it sanctifies us. Okay, sanctifies का मतलब क्या है? To set you apart for a holy use. Third thing it does, at least the three things I'm mentioning over here, it increases our faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's like you know, remember that right when. Um, uh, I think Paul or Peter, uh, yeah, Paul, he goes to, I think, uh, Acts chapter 14, you don't have to turn there. Acts chapter 14, he goes to Lystra or some place, and he's preaching the word, and suddenly he sees a man, and he looks at them, and he says, this man had faith to be healed. And he said, be healed in the name of Jesus. But how did the faith come upon him? First with the preaching of the word of God. Increases of faith, and then he gets healed. Okay, so you need faith. So how does, how does the faith come? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the spirit and the word of God work together. It is impossible to serve God and to and to and to live for His glory without the spirit. And the way we receive the spirit is by hearing the word of God by faith. You remember, uh, if you being evil can give good gifts to your, how much more your Father in heaven will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? But how do you ask? No, no, no. I'll tell you how you ask. By faith. If faith is without works, it is what? Dead. The way you ask is to by, is by coming to a meeting. Even as you hear the word of God by faith, what is happening to you? You are being filled by the Spirit. You see, this is what you, you need to believe this, boss. I'm telling you, you need to believe. I, because I, I mean, I'm not saying that this is out of, I'm out of my head. No, no. I'm sharing it from my own experience. Okay. You go to your office. And especially if you are in a research lab. From morning to evening, you sit before the computer, you will get nothing. You will have the Peter experience every day. Almost. Okay. They they fought all, they, they fished all night and caught nothing. That used to be my experience every day. I mean, Peter only experienced it one day. <laughs> you see, I used to have the Peter experience almost every day for almost like months and one and a half months working on the same problem in different, different directions, but not, no result. And then you come to the church frustrated. You know what happens? The moment I used to enter the, enter the sanctuary, and this is talk, I'm talking about a Wednesday meeting. I'm not even talking about a Sunday meeting. Okay, Wednesday meeting, hear the word, boy, by the end of the meeting, delivered, encouraged, gone back home. The problem is forgotten, filled with the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because we come with an expectancy in our hearts, and when we come with an expectancy and with faith in our hearts, and when we receive the word, what what comes? The Spirit of God comes and fills us. This is how we are filled by the Spirit. Okay, but what does the Spirit, is? Why is the, what is the Spirit given to? To, be, to make us what? Ah, ultimately it has to make us a witness. Okay, so the word witness, as I said, if you look at the entire New Testament, the word witness is a favorite to one guy in the entire New Testament. Whose favorite is that one word? Witness. Somebody said, Paul, you're wrong. I thought you would say that. That is the reason why I asked that question, no? One guy who said, witness, 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 are you a witness? Who said that? Maximum number of times. Anybody with guesses? No. No. Who said that the process of elimination is John Okay. So Paul, maximum number of letters he has written. Okay, fine. Who is the next maximum? John. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. So uh, that's why John mentions the word witness about 73 times. 73 times. And if you want to know, I mean, if you want to make us do a study on witness, study John, study the epistle of John, study Revelation. You'll know how to become a witness. At least the requirement of a witness, or at least the disposition of a witness, or an attitude of a witness. Kya hai? Okay, but today we'll just look at one part. One part. Okay. Please uh, go to John's Gospel, chapter chapter one, and read verse uh, five. Uh, actually, four and five. Somebody can read verses four and five. In him was life. In him was life. Ah, in who is that him, Baba? Jesus, okay, okay. In him was life, and that life was the light of men, and the light shines in darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend it. Some translations will use, other translations will use, does not overpower it. Okay, then, next verse, verse 6 to 8, let me read it for you. There was a man sent from God, whose name was? What does, what does John mean? Johan ka matlab God is gracious. Okay. Not grace. My God is gracious. Johan. Okay. Alright. Johan means God is gracious. In the Holy Spirit is called, is called, is also called the Spirit of Grace. Okay. Is the Spirit of Truth. Is Spirit of Grace. Grace. Law came by Moses. Grace and Truth came through Jesus Christ. Okay. And the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Grace. And the Spirit of Real looked at that so many times in our church, but it is good to refresh them. Not a problem. So there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a what? As a witness. The first time the word witness is mentioned in the John's epistles is this time. He came as a witness. How? Uh, how uh, so what was he witnessing about? To bear witness about the light. He did not come to witness about witness about himself. No, no, no. He came to bear witness about the light. That what is the result of bearing the witness about that light? That all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness for the light. So three things are mentioned over here at least. I mean, when I look at these verses, six to eight, I, I look at three things. First, the witness means he's a man first who's been Sent from God. What is his purpose? To bear witness. What is his uh, hope? That all might believe. This is his hope. First, he should be a man sent from God. His ability, his, his objective is to be a witness. So there was a man sent from God to be a witness and so that through his witness, all might believe in whom? Not in him, but in Jesus. That is his objective. Now, think about this. Think about this. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be? You will be my witnesses. A man was sent from God to be witness. Now, tell me, when you look at these two words, what does it mean for the Holy Spirit to come upon you? Ah, if in other words, in order for us to be sent from God, there has to be an authentication of the Holy Spirit over our lives. That is what it means. 
Okay, to understand this, you don't have to turn there. It, I think it's in Acts chapter 13 or 15. Yeah, 13. You don't have to turn there. It says when uh, so many people are they're there in the church, and even as they were fasting and praying, you know what it says? The Holy Spirit said, set apart for me who? Paul and Barnabas for the ministry for, for which I have called them. And after they have fasted and prayed for several days, you know what they did? They laid hands upon them and did what? They sent You know something? All of us have to be sent. It doesn't just sent. The word is apostolo. That doesn't mean that we have to be apostles. No, 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 no. Every one of us has to be sent by God. So what? So in order for us to be witnesses, what should we do? What should we be? We have to be a set of people who have been commissioned by the Holy Spirit. In other words, we have to be a set of people who have been sent by God. And let me tell you something. There are so many people in the church, in, 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 in Christendom, not church, in, not in our church per se, Christendom who are not sent. They are not sent people. They are went people. <laughs> okay, they just went. They they were not sent. You know, the old uh, uh, black preacher said, when the young man came to his church and he started preaching. After the preaching was over, the old man looked at the young preacher and he said, "Son, was you sent or was you just went?" He asked him. You see, they just went. They didn't. They were not sent. Sent is a very very powerful word. Now, I'm going to just look at a particular thing as, and we will apply it in our own lives as to what it means to be sent. First thing, I wrote down two, two thoughts over here. In order, a witness is a man who is sent by God. That is what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit, right? In order for a man to bear witness before people, he should have first borne witness before God. Exactly. That's the point. To be a witness before people, first you should be a witness before God. In order for you to be a man who's sent to the people, you know, it's like this, no? If a man is being sent by God, who's going? Everybody knows that God is going. That's the answer. Very right answer. In other words, that's the reason why he says, he who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives the one who sent me. You see, so a person who's going is actually in continuation with the, with the person of God. So if, should, so that is the reason why, you know what, what does Jesus say? You are? No, no, you are? You are? John's Gospel chapter 10, you don't have to turn there. If you know John's Gospel chapter 10, and you'll know my answer. I think John's Gospel chapter 10, I'm not sure. It's in John's Gospel. ER, ER, God's. You are God. You know what he says? If the Spirit, you know what he says, John, you know what Jesus says? If it, if it says, if it says, if the scripture says, those who receive the word were called gods, why are you saying that, having an objection that I am calling myself the son of God? The word came to those people and God said, you are gods. In other words, if you are a bearer of the word of God, you are not apart from God. That is a remarkable, remarkable truth. That is the reason why when Paul was persecuted in the church and when he was confronted by Jesus, Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you? 
Persecuting me. You touch my church, you are not touching somebody else, you are touching me. <laughs> you are touching God. So for a man to be sent by God, it's as if God has already gone with you. That is the point over here. So therefore, in order for the person to be witness before man, he has to be what? He has to be, have a witness before God. You know, for that, you know what? That man has to be under constant scrutiny and surveillance. Be careful, little eyes, what you say. Be careful, little mouth, what you speak. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Because God is watching, not because he wants to punish us and lower, lower the boom. No, 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 no. He's looking and seeing whether I'm look, I'm a high and lofty one and I'm looking at a person with a humble and a contrite spirit and the one who what? Trembles at my word. Okay. So that is the reason why. Therefore, in order for a person to be sent, he has to be a person who has to be a witness before God first before he becomes a witness before man. Alright. So in order for that to happen, what should God do? Hmm. Specific examples we will take from the Bible and see how God makes us, us first witness before him. So that we'll become witnesses before others. Okay? We'll just look at three things, hopefully. Why am I saying this? Uh, if you have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 15 verse 18 and underline it with red pen, ink pen, whatever pen and circle it, put star, whatever. If you can italics it also, you can italics it. Okay? Romans 15, 18. It's a powerful, powerful verse. One of my favorites, of course. If you have KJV, read Baba. I will, I will not dare. I will not dare. Bah, kya Read that. I will not dare. I will not dare to speak of any of those things ah. which Christ had not brought by me. Bah. I will not dare to speak any of those things which Christ has not what? Wrought in me. In other words, I will not speak of anything to others in for which Christ has not worked in my life first. That is what he's trying to say. And he says, I dare not. Why? He's so in order for God to make us a witness before man, he has to first make us witness before him. That is the reason why if you read Romans, I mean Matthew chapter 6, he says, don't let your righteous acts be before men, but let it be before God. When you pray, pray in secret. When you give, give in secret. When you fast, don't make a Ramadan. <laughs> Okay, so don't uh, don't just uh, declare it to the whole world that I'm fasting and put your face like that and anoint your head with oil because the Lord who sees you in secret will do what will reward you openly and what is the reward that he'll give us himself his spirit. Other people already had the reward. What did they want? They wanted honor for men. They got the honor, but you wait for something else. All right, so. So, because this is very important. So, when the Holy Spirit comes, okay, so, so to be sent by God means he is a person who has been worked upon by God. That means he has been worked upon by the Spirit. Spirit is doing a work inside of him. So, what does the Spirit do first? When the Holy Spirit comes, when he, the Spirit of truth comes, what does he do? He will convict the world of sin. Of sin, of righteousness and of judgment. Now the pastor was talking to the the pastors in 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 in, uh, in the pastors meeting. He was he was talking about you know the Holy Spirit has a tremendous work to do. If a lot of people are not convicted, why? Because Holy Spirit is not working in their lives. 
And Holy Spirit is a very sensitive spirit. If you uh, don't honor him, you will just leave. You understand? So it says, I mean, uh, I, 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 there's at least five things the Holy Spirit, I mean, in the Bible, do not lie to the Holy Spirit. The first is lie to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit doesn't come to come and debate. Pastor is talking. He says, he doesn't come and do a debate. He will say, this is what you did. Accept. Don't debate with the Holy Spirit. If you want to read the entire message, listen to the entire message on the internet. Okay? Don't debate. Accept. Okay? He will, don't, don't, then first he says, don't lie to the Holy Spirit. Don't tempt the Holy Spirit. And how much I can sin and get, get away. No, 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 no. How many times can I sin and still God will forgive? No, no, don't try all that. Oh, the righteous man will fall seven, seven times. I only fell three times today. <laughs> don't, don't try to, don't try to test the limits of the Holy Spirit in your life. You see, that's what he's trying to say. Okay, don't, don't tempt, oh sorry, don't uh, lie to the Holy Spirit, don't tempt the Spirit, don't quench the Spirit, don't grieve the Spirit, don't insult the Holy Spirit. If he's gone, witness ka baat chodo, abhi exactly. So if he's gone, when the spirit, that is the reason why, you know what, what happens? It says the restrainer is restraining. Who is the restrainer? Baba. The spirit. And when he's taken out of the way, who's going to be revealed? The man of lawlessness will be revealed. You know why we have still good people <laughs> in our, in the world is because there is a semblance of the Holy Spirit going on. And if he is taken away, the man of lawlessness will be revealed. And therefore, never neglect the work of the Spirit inside of us. That is the reason why power is given. Power is given to obey. You see, that you need to understand those things. Very, very simple things. Okay. So, as I said, we'll look at three examples as to what specifically, specific things um, uh, the Holy Spirit will work in us and will work in our lives. So, first prophet we will look at because a prophet has to be a sent one. So, you know why? Uh, the church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and Jesus Christ himself is the chief corner stone. Now, uh, foundation ka matlab kya hai? All the weight is uh, resting on you. That is what it means to be a foundation. Like, I, like Cyril Nehemiah was talking about it. He said, you know, your strength and your, your spiritual maturity is, is measured by the amount of what? Pressure you can withstand. And to be a witness, you should have the ability to witness, withstand pressure. And that is what God is making. It's not that we'll all become prophets. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about this attitude that God will work in us to make us people who are sent. Okay. So let us look at my favorite prophet. And his name is? You know me very well. Jeremiah. Okay, let us look at Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 5 through to 19. Okay. Before I formed you in your in your belly. Very hard for us to, uh, to, 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 to uh, accept this fact. You look at your life and you look at your failures and look at all the sins that you have committed and when God comes and says, I knew you before you were formed in your mo- mother's womb. <laughs> you must be joking God. <laughs> what is what is this nonsense? <laughs> if, you were, if, I, if you knew me before I was born in my mother's womb, why did you allow all these things to happen in my life? And can you imagine? Who, you know, who is the other person who said this in the in the New Testament? Paul. Paul had this confidence that God called him even before he was the foundations of the world were laid. Now think about this man. Born in a Jewish family. 
born in the Benjamite clan, the Hebrew of Hebrews, as I said, no, scientist of scientists, a Hebrew of Hebrews, Pharisee ka Pharisee, Hebrew ka Hebrew, everything, he, till the time he murdered Stephen, God did not stop him. He allowed the trajectory to take place in his life, all the successes and the failures. And then he met him. Can you imagine the regret Paul would have been happening? He never forgot. I persecuted the church. I murdered Stephen. I persecuted the church. I murdered Stephen. Why, Lord? If you, if you, if you really knew me before the foundations of the world were laid, why didn't you not, uh, uh, you know, why did you not, uh, in, what do you, what do you say? Ah. No, 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 no. There's a word, no? Ah, look at that word. Why did you not, um, Recruit me. Huh? Why did you not recruit me with the other fellows? Other 12 disciples. No. He says, I was born out of time. <laughs> I was abnormally born. <laughs> I was abnormally born. And he, he, God showed himself after his resurrection to all the disciples, over 500 people, and to me also, one of them, who was abnormally born out of time. But I was I was, I was, I was chosen before what time? Before the foundation. So, you know what? God has allowed everybody to go through testing and trial and failure. He did not stop failure to happen in your life. Wrong decisions, wrong choices. Meta might have been some stupid, stupid, ridiculous, horrible choices in your life. And he has allowed that to happen in your life. And then he came and met you. In his sovereignty. He did not stop it from happening. That's a remarkable hope for all of us. That is what it says. Before I formed you in your, in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you came out of your mother's womb, I sanctified you. Boy, what a word. You were set apart for me as holy. What were you doing? I was smoking. I was drinking. <laughs> I was watching all kinds of trash. But you, hey, unbelievable, God. Unbelievable. You see, unless and until we appreciate what how much merciful God was for us, we will not be merciful to others, no? That is the reason why he allows failure to happen in our lives. Otherwise, we will think, Jacob, I loved Esau, I hated. What was in Jacob? Nothing. But I loved him. In spite of him. Okay, and I ordained you a prophet before. Can you imagine? I, I, I formed, I chose you, I sanctified you, I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. And you know what this guy says? Ah, oh, Lord, I cannot speak. I am a child. Don't say to me, I am a child, for you shall, and God says to me, God said to him, do not say that I am a child, for you shall go to all that I send you, and whatsoever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their what is the problem? Okay. Then the problem same same problem to accentuate it. Look at verse um, uh, uh, 17. Gird up your loins and arise. Verse chapter 1, verse 17. And speak unto them all that I command you. Do not be dismayed at their faces. Okay? I will tell you what, what these three problems are. First three problems. Problem number one. I am a child. What does it mean? Lord, I am powerless. I am weak. I have no strength. I have no experience. I have no skill. I have no education. 
एंड यूर कॉलिंग मी अ प्रॉफिट क्या मतलब क्या मतलब इसका क्लीशे नो इन आवर चेज इज ऑलरेडी ऑलमोस्ट अ क्लीशे मीनिंग गॉड डज नॉट कॉल द क्वालिफाइड ही क्वालिफाइज दोज हु आर कॉल्ड ओके we have no qualifications can you imagine to send a resume to god what qualification will you have baba tell me kya your resume you should be shortlisted by god what nonsense i mean the audacity to even think that we will be accepted and will be called for an interview nonsense you know to 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 stand before god and to answer the inter- that's what uh, job was boasting are mera resume ko dekho did i do this did i do that did i do this i even did not lust after women i did not do this i did i did i did i show me show me show me uh, okay want me to show you then he asked him where were you where were you where were you shut his mouth finished okay see nobody has got the qualifications to be called baba therefore when we say god does not call the qualified means <laughs> it's as if some people really have the qualifications to be called no 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 it is not that at all it doesn't matter how many qualifications you have you are still not qualified that is the reason why you know what the psalmist says in psalm 16 preserve me o god for in thee i take refuge i will hide in you i have I, the uh, yeah i have said to the lord you are my lord i have no good apart from you my goodness does not extend unto you okay so i am not presumptuous in thinking that i have got some qualifications for you to call me you see you need to understand one of the biggest problems with us is that when we look at our talents or natural endowments we think that we god has called us because we have these abilities no 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 you know god can use a donkey <laughs> to speak you see and the problem is the more you are qualified actually in god's eyes you are disqualified that is the reason why he says not many noble not many wise not many of is uh, no 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 not strong no 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 god has chosen the who the foolish things of the world to confound the the weak things of the world to bring to nothing the things which are and the base things of the world to bring so that what no flesh will glory in his presence no boasting If can, and in fact if you stand before god you will shut your mouth you know what will happen if you take your if you if you take your qualifications before god mm-hmm. everything will burn and become ashes your 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 golden uh, your 27 gold medals in olympics everything will melt and disappear before god so so when he says i am a child you know what actually is saying itna qualification nahi matlab kya hai you think i'm going to call you because you're qualified get that out of your head first of all okay to be called by god is a privilege you know what it is a it's a promotion that you did not deserve what is it you suddenly if you think think about it no you go to your office tomorrow and you got a hike in your salary and a promotion eklande hike kare 25% salary bonus salary hike everybody saying just imagine that no yeah my manager <laughs> okay so you see that is what he's talking about over here no this is a this is this is a this is a call this is a promotion that you did not deserve I, I, i tell people no full time ministry is not a demotion it is a promotion 
you should not say, you, you called, you would have been called into full-time minister, yo. No, 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 no. It is a promotion. So computer science, what are you? Computer scientist. What are you when compared to a pastor? Nonsense. <laughs> it is like that. The comparison. There is no comparison at all. I mean, I'm not saying that computer science is bad per se. I would, I'm talking about a comparison over here. There's no comparison. The call of God is so high. It, there's no comparison. No earthly comparison at all. Okay? First thing. Then, I cannot speak. Nako matladam? Actually, it's a good confession to make. Okay? Because to be a mouthpiece of God is not a small thing. Okay. Because all of us by default have double tongue. You want to know what our tongue is like? Turn to Romans chapter 3. I will show you. Our mouth... <coughs> Romans chapter 3, <clears throat> excuse me, verse 13 onwards. He is, he is giving us the anatomy of our mouth. Okay, mouth ka anatomy dekho. Hmm? Kaisa hai? Huh? Throat is an open grave. Grave ante end ante samadhini open yes statement to the adi kampu gortha anamata. Adi, that is your mouth. That is your throat. You use your tongues to Deceive. That is double tongue. The poison of asps is in your lips. No, asp is the most poisonous snake in planet Earth. Cleopatra, they say, was stung by an asp and asp and she died. She had a pet asp. <laughs> I don't know what this is pet ass baba you mean whenever I look at the snake where will I be I'll be like there no <laughs> to even imagine a snake is like a out of the world thing no but this I don't like this this fellows who do this uh, uh, things in their lap they'll take the snake they'll press that thing and they get the venom <laughs> what is this no uh, this is what he's talking about a poison of asps is in our lips meaning what your kiss you know what? The lips is the most sensitive part of your of your face with which you express love. Muddupitkaru is an expression of your of love. And even the most generous part of your mouth is full of what? Poison. That is the anatomy of your mouth. Okay. That is the reason. And what is the anatomy of the mouth? Mouth is just an indication of your Heart. Because out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. Actually, even Jeremiah is saying, Baba, I cannot speak. He's actually confessing. My heart is gone, Lord. It is divided. How can I speak for you? See, I cannot speak. So in order for us to be witnesses, you know where God has to begin work? Our heart. Therefore, how should we work? I mean, how should we respond to God? You know how you should respond to God? Today. Therefore, the Holy Spirit says, today, because tomorrow will be too late. I'm telling you honestly, tomorrow is late. Tomorrow is late. 
టుమారో అంటే అయిపోయింది ఆపర్చునిటీ పోయింది ఇంకా ఓహ్ ఇట్ డజంట్ మ్యాటర్ హౌ మెనీ టైమ్స్ ఫర్ డోంట్ బిక్ ప్రజంషస్ విత్ గాడ్ లైక్ దాట్ ఓకే టుడే ఓకే సో యూ హ్యావ్ వాట్ ది ది హీ సెస్ ఐ కెన్ నాట్ స్పీక్ అండ్ థర్డ్ థింగ్ హీ హాస్ అ ప్రాబ్లమ్ హీ సెస్ ఐ ఎమ్ బచ్చా మాట్లాడటం రాదు ఐ కెన్ నాట్ స్పీక్ థర్డ్ థింగ్ ఐ ఆమ్ ఎఫ్రైడ్ ఆఫ్ ఫేసెస్ you know today i was i was uh, typing on the google fear of faces and what's the title i mean just on google just searching it out and wikipedia page opened it's called scopophobia <laughs> what is phobia baba i also called as ophthalmophobia what is a scopophobia scopophobia is an anxiety disorder that you have this constant fear that of faces okay people are constantly observing you you have this you are conscious of people observing you okay that is called scopophobia so you know what he's saying i am a pacha i cannot speak speak i am scopophobic third mereko scopophobia hai anxiety disorder hai and they say it's a it's a it's a psychological uh, disorder which is both social and uh, something else psychologists have to say madam please help me out here no uh, it's a social disorder and uh, something disorder it's a combination of both hmm? and it happens because of some kind of an abuse that has happened in childhood anxiety of being observed by people scopophobia you know that is one of the common phobias among christendom i am i was one big scopophobic i used to get scared of speaking before public you can ask my dad he is my witness okay intra inta perukadu you know scopophobia i cannot stand scrutiny of people now no look at we look at this and say, i scope over here just 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 i got fear no no let me show you what it means inside uska andar ka matlab kya hai uska nikalna we have to see what is the actual meaning spiritual meaning of scope of phobia theek hai let us see <clears throat> first it is a fear of the opinions of people okay now fear of faces of fear of faces and other translations will use fear of looks ante it learned and it even in the classroom also no when you are teaching you are looking at faces ante vaadi bore kodutundi adike saliga ante gante puru kodtaru rabu he is thinking about the bell i hate the bell actually uh, <laughs> okay he's thinking about the bell no and he's he's ha- and you see the faces in the students and some people are you know they made a mistake there you made a mistake there i know i know you made a mistake that is a fight, kind of a face you have to fight if you are a professor i'm telling i'm telling all kinds of faces that you look at a lot of people they get scared to go before students and teach i know some teachers are why can't teach ah, that is scopophobia fear of scrutiny what is it essentially it is essentially a spirit of what people are thinking about me opinions of men 
Genesis chapter 32 verses 27 onwards. Mm-hmm. Seven. The man asked him, mm-hmm. what is your name? Mm, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Ah. What is your name, Jacob, you, he answered. Means what was he actually showing others to be? Esau. What also we are trying. See, what we do in order to overcome scopophobia is we put on masks. We put up, going through pain inside, but we put up a stoic appearance like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember my dad's friend, no? Somebody challenged him for a fight. No, when somebody challenged him for a fight, he was, everybody in my dad's uh, friendship group, friends group were all scared except one fellow. He said, I am also scared, but I'll have a, I'll do an action. He went to his, to the front fellows, I mean, to that uh, guy who was bull, bullying them, no? He went in front of that fellow and he started doing some karate steps like this. <laughs> karate steps like that. And that fellow looked at the karate steps and he thought, man, this fellow is a black belt and he ran away. <laughs> See, all that you see in uh, Telugu cinema has already been done in my dad's life, okay? <laughs> all the vetakaram in Telugu cinema is already there, done, done. So, so you should see, they, they all put up a front to guard what is there deep down inside of our hearts. That is what Jeremiah was suffering from. Scopophobia. He was having a mask to guard what is there deep down inside. And all of us wear masks. Who's the maskless fellow over here? Everybody. One mask here, one mask there, one mask there. We're putting masks, no? Chuck Swindle wrote a book. It's there in the library, but don't take it, okay? It's mine. Okay? <laughs> he wrote a book, Lowering Your Guard. You know what? What we, what we have. You know, we don't know that. Nobody knows the real Vijay. How has a real Vijay been camouflaged? He's been camouflaged in a barrage of lies. There's a fortress of lies before you can get through to the real Vijay. All his successes and his failures and everything that has been fortified and to get through to him, you have to get through a fortress. Fortress. That is scopophobia. But now comes the moment of decision. Where in the sight of God, no guards are possible. You cannot put a guard. 
God has to break through through those through those through those veneers of 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 of, of uh, what do you say fearlessness or what have you the masks that we wear and he will ask you mere samne to kya hai you saw hai kya no 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 how can i say a lie before you lord you know everything about me see so he asks you your name you know what it means he asks you he knows who you are he is not asking when god is asking questions he is not asking to find information adam adam where are you doesn't mean that he doesn't have a, a localizer local i mean he doesn't have instruments to localize his location no 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 he knows precisely where adam is why is your face angry no he is not asking he is not he is not like a doctor who is asking kya tumhara problem kya hai no 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 he knows exactly what the problem is he knows he is asking you whether you know what your problem is neither so any problem at all hari point akara because we try to give our problems different different names what was that it was not lust it was just an accident ha huh, really accident कैसा बेबी हो गया फिर मिस्टर डेविड नो ही हैज टू कवर अप दट लाइ मेक दट फॉर अ ड्रंक एंड आस्क हिम टू स्लीप विद दिस वाइफ नॉट गोन हैपन नॉट गोन हैपन बिफोर गॉड नॉट गोन हैपन एवरी फ्रंट एवरी मास्क दट वी वेयर you can it's not as if god did not know his name he's asking jacob do you know what your name is jacob truly what you are do you know your real condition what you are if i mean is exactly will come and ask pointed question peter tujhe malum hai tu kaun hai do you have an identity crisis peter yes lord i am a jacob good that is you know what encountering the face of god in order to lose the fear of faces you need to encounter the face of god not just one day every day of your life you know what it says mr moses goes up the mountain lord if i have found favor in your eyes these are your people etc show me your face then later on if i found favor in your eyes show me your face show me your glory and he says if there was a prophet if there was a man among you i would come to him in a vision and a dream but my man moses how do i deal with him face to face face to face uska aur mere beech mein no hidden life everything is transparent before him and therefore when he comes to others there is no fear of men you got that everybody that is the fear of faces jeremiah has so what should happen read that please continue to read that he will ask your name and then then the man said then the man said you will no longer be jacob you will no longer be jacob sabne bola you are a deceiver but what will i call you israel and you know what jacob calls that place peniel i have seen the face of god now is he afraid of isa anymore no gone a man who has been completely humbled and you know how many times he prostrates before isa before he meets him seven times 
seven is the number of humility. He has been humbled and has come to the point where he has got the capacity to deal with his own problem. You know what? Many of us, we're still not in a position where God can come and tell what your problem is. You'll have a heart attack and you'll die. <laughs> you know, a lot of times pastor will not tell you what you are. Discourage you will be crushed under the weight of truth. He has to break you slowly, one step at a time. How many times? Seven times. That's exactly seven times he has to prostrate before he saw how many times did Naman have to go into the waters? Seven times. Proud man. He was putting up this big, what do you call, front that he was a man of power and authority with what is inside? Leprosy inside. You know what God says? Take off that first mask. Oh, Chishina, no, no, can I put the, can I, can I, can I put the, put the clothes on? No, 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 no. Let everybody see. Once more. Get up. Is it gone? Is it gone? Can I put my clothes? No. Another time. Another time. Another time. Seven times. Now you are ready. Out. You see, that is what it means. Deal with, you know, this is what it means, you know, what God progressively does. He shows you what you are. Thank God he shows us what we are, really, no? Otherwise we'll be living in a deception. <laughs> you know, you know, that's what it says, right? If anybody thinks that he is somebody, he is actually is nothing. He is deceiving himself. Other point. So, I have seen the face of God and now there is no fear. That's the first thing. Second thing, not only, see, our ability to handle truth in our lives, that is before God, will also determine the way we witness to them. Witness before God matters before you witness others. Now look at this, now James chapter 2, read from verses 1 to 6. My brethren, Ah, uh-huh. uh-huh. you know, God accepts nobody's face. Is actually the translation in the original, uh, which when God shows no partiality, God accepts nobody's face. In Mukam Jusi, decided. At the point, ante, it doesn't look at the outward appearance. Ka matlab, it doesn't look at your outward appearance. It doesn't mean just just the way you dress. You can dress very shabbily, and you can show your you can show your certificates. I'm dressed like this, but look at my certificates. I'm Doctor So and So. Okay, that is not what he's talking at. He's looking. He's not looking at any of your embellishments. Okay, go on, please read on. There come unto your assembly ah. a man with a gold ring in mm-hmm. goodly apparel. Ah, when a man with a gold ring and a goodly apparel comes to you. And there come in also a poor man in vile raiment. In vile raiment. Atlanta Dustu Resko Nachurakadu. One guy came dressed in a three-piece Armani suit and the other guy came in a normal dhoti and uh, and uh, jhola and uh, kurta. Uh, what, what happens? And ye have respect to him. Mm-hmm. That wear the gay clothing. Mm-hmm. Gay clothing. That is KJV. Okay. Somebody read the other translation. He's struggling to a fellow. <laughs> <laughs> I know that is KJV. You know, it's a lot easy to read KJV. You got to use, get used to it. Yeah, read on. Uh, somebody can read it. Was you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes uh-huh. and say to him, you sit here in a good place. Ah, Baba, you are, you please sit here in a good place. And? And say to the poor man, you stand there, mm. or sit here at my footstool, bah. 
Have you not shown partiality among yourself? Ah, okay. That, no, look, 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 look. What it means is this. Very simple. It's a principle. A man who's afraid of faces will suddenly have the heart or rather will have this attitude to do, to show favoritism. Now, favoritism is two, two kinds. This kind of a favoritism where, you know, somebody who's really influential and powerful or educated, you want to give some, give them some more bhav. No, for example, and that is the reason why in our church we will say, please put your tithes and offerings secretly. Because we don't want to see your name, so and so is putting offering and then later on you come to pastor. No, we don't want any of those things. We don't want to, uh, we don't want our eyes to be blinded because you know, it's take, taking a bribe, blind, blinds your eyes, they will say, right? So, just because you are influential, we don't want to want to subvert justice. Now there are two kinds of people. Now there are two kinds of ways this this can uh, this can turn out. Mm, people who are afraid of faces suddenly they will see an influential man. They will suddenly try to side with him. Or in in a church it happens. No, uh, I can only associate myself with people who are educated, who are at, at my intellectual level. <laughs> All the others say, "Chota bacha." Tu kona? Mera takkar ka nahi hai. Okay. You know. You are like one among the boys. You have a pure group. It's called the brotherhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that is all Freemasons, you know that. Not just in this all. You want to belong to a particular group. Fear of faces. Okay. Another kind of people, the kind of uh, partiality can also happen. Just because a person is poor. Exodus chapter 23, please. Somebody can uh, turn to Exodus chapter 23. Hmm. Verse 2 and 3. Do not follow the crowd mm-hmm. in doing wrong. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Do not be one of the boys. Don't talk. Yes, go on. When you give testimony in hmm. the mm-hmm. do not pervert justice by siding with the crowd. Mm-hmm. And do not show favoritism to a poor person in a lawsuit. Okay, in other translations we'll say, do not show favoritism to a poor man just because he's poor. Ayo, garib hai. Bichara. Ah, ah, ah. Koi bhi bichara nahi hai. Everybody is sinner. Alex Cyril, no, he's talking about that, right? He was talking about his son. Mm, look at my cute son. He says he's a, he's, he's a sinner. Okay, just don't, just think that you, because you have a child and who's very cute, no, 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 they are sinners. And the wife was saying, he's a cute sinner, no, <laughs> there are no cute sinners. You see, everybody is, just because you look at outward appearance, don't come to any conclusions. Somebody could be very poor and very destitute and, oh, they're showing off their, you know, they can do all that. You know, I, I remember this, no, uh, a lot of people, you know, in persecuted nations, you know what they do? Oh, they will show up their extreme suffering and they will go to uh, America and say, this is what is happening in my nation. I've been going through suffering. And all the American Christians who don't have discernment, they will look at this person. Oh, poor Indian fellow who is going through persecution. Let us support him and they will lavish him with uh, all money and that fellow spoiled. Finished his testimony, gone. I remember one one Chinese pastor who was authentic Chinese pastor who went to the US or rather one missionary who came to the US uh, went to China and uh, he was asking the Chinese guys uh, 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 what do you want us to pray for you? He asked, don't have to pray for us, we are actually praying for you. Mm-hmm. We are okay. 
see, we have all these, we side with people, that is respect of persons, you see. We have this attitude to show partiality and to side with people. And he was telling Jeremiah, Jeremiah, you cannot be a person who is going to be influenced by faces. You should die to the opinions of men. Uh, uh, turn to John's Gospel, chapter 12. Um, two, two places I'm going to show in John's Gospel, chapter 12. John's Gospel chapter. We have another 15 minutes and I'm going to dump it down, okay? John's Gospel chapter 12. Sorry. See, when we don't have projector, we'll waste time in searching scriptures, okay? I'm just kidding. Turn to John's Gospel chapter 12, verses 41 to 43. Read that, please. Somebody can read it. John's Gospel chapter 12, verses 41 to 43. Yes. Thing Isaiah said mm-hmm. when he saw his glory and spoke to him. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, mm. many believed in him. Oh, many believed in him. Many among the rulers also believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him. Ah, because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him. Go on. Yes, Why? They should be put out of the synagogue. Uh, that they, they did not want to be put out of the synagogue. They wanted the the burial ground in the Methodist Church Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is what is promised. <laughs> where will you bury me, Papa? How does it matter where you are buried? Okay, okay, go on. Yeah, yes. For they loved the praises of men more than the praises of God. They loved the praises of men more than the praises of God. You see, the biggest hindrance to believing and obeying God is the praises of men. Another place, John's Gospel, chapter 5. Verse 44, if I'm right. 40, 43 and 44. John's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 43 and 44. Please, somebody read it quickly. I have come in my father's name, mm-hmm. and you do not receive me. Mm-hmm. If another comes in his own name, ah. him you will receive. Ah, you will receive. How can you believe? How can you believe? Who receive honor from one another. Who receive honor from one another, but... And do not seek the honor that comes from the only God. Bah! You see the biggest hindrance to believe. And you know what God is telling Isaiah? Isaiah, I'm sorry, Jeremiah. Three things. First of all, first thing, Andy. Don't say you're a bacha. Okay? Your qualification is not the reason which I called you. Second, you cannot speak. That means your heart is in this condition of your heart. Third, don't be scopophobic. Okay, three things. We'll look at another prophet now. Okay? Turn to Ezekiel chapter 2, please. Ezekiel chapter 2. I thought of looking at three examples, but we'll look at, maybe, if we have the time, we will, we will look at it. We still have time, maybe 10 minutes and we will be done. Okay, this is just. Ezekiel chapter 2, verses 1 to 6. We'll read this carefully and then we will finish. Okay? Yeah. Somebody read it. And he said to me, Son of man, man, stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. And I will speak to you. Okay. Look at this connection. Okay. I love this connection. Stand on your feet and I will speak to you. What happens? Then the spirit entered him, entered me, Ah. when he spoke to me and set me on my feet. First of all, he asked Ezekiel, stand on your feet. Was Ezekiel able to stand? No. 
How was Ezekiel was able to stand? The spirit had to enter him. When did the spirit enter him? When he spoke. As I said, you see, when the word of God comes, then comes the spirit of God and then you are able to stand by faith. That's a very graphic depiction that is going on. Which is just exactly what I was talking about in in the beginning of the message. Yeah, go on. Yeah, read it. And he said to me, and said to me, son of man, man, I am sending you to the children of Israel. Ah, I am sending you to the children of Israel. To a rebellious nation. To a rebellious nation. Rebellious nation and See, I am sending you. Now, I have, you have, first of all, you have to, before you become a witness to others, you should become a witness to me. Okay? So, uh, that is the reason why all the sons of, uh, or the priests of Zadok, they minister to who first? To God first, before they minister to Him. So you are living before God. Yeah, read on, read on, read on. Yeah. That has rebelled against me. That has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. Ah, they and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. But they are impudent and stubborn children. And they are stubborn and impudent children. I am sending you to them. I am sending you to them. And you shall say to them. And you shall say to them. Thus says the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God. For as for them... Whether they hear or whether they refuse. Whether they hear or whether they refuse. For they are a rebellious house. For they are a rebellious house. Yet they will know that a prophet has been among them. Okay, Lord, go on. And you, son of man. And you, son of man. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid of them. <laughs> not be afraid of their words. Or don't be afraid of what they say about you, their no, opinions. No briars or thorns are. And so other translations will use the word and neither be afraid of their looks. Is it there? Words and that looks also is there. Other translations. I don't know. KJV has, uh, uses the word looks. Yeah, yeah, go on, go on, go on. Though briars and thorns are with you, mm-hmm. you dwell among scorpions. Mm-hmm. Do not be afraid of their words of dismay. And? Their looks. And do not be dismayed at their looks, yes. Though they are a rebellious house, you they... shall speak, to my, speak my words to them. Yes. Whether they hear or whether they refuse, uh-huh. so they are a rebellious. Yes. But How many times you did whether rebellious, rebellious, rebellious? It's as if you know what God sends to your people will. Rebellious. Isn't it amazing? No, I mean, how many of your parents can testify that you have children who are not rebellious <laughs> by default? <laughs> okay, all parents don't receive darlings. No, <laughs> they receive a bunch of rebels. Okay, but you have, will have to deal with them. Deuteronomy chapter 21 verses 18 to 21. Don't have to turn there. But this is, you can read that later on. Yeah, read on now. But you, son of man, now. You, son of man, hear what I say. Mm-hmm. Do not be rebellious like that rebellious. Ah, do not be rebellious like that rebellious people. So what should God deal with Ezekiel in his life? The attitude of rebellion. See, no, when you look at him, when you look at Ezekiel, can you imagine rebellion? No. I mean, Ezekiel is a prophet. Not very difficult, very difficult to, uh, to, 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 to imagine that he will be a rebel. Why should he rebel? Perfil has been called. I think now he's being empowered by the Holy Spirit also. And he's going to eat the word and he's going to enjoy the word. How can he be a rebel? No, rebel has got a very interesting word in the Bible. The word for rebel in the Bible, in the Hebrew Bible, is the word Mara. Bitter. Okay, you know what it means? He is telling Ezekiel, Ezekiel, when you go to people, especially when you go to your office, 
okay and you try to be good will they be good to you no don't have any bitterness you will go to these people and you are laying down your lives for their salvation will they receive you they will not but what will you what will you do in the process will you get bitter no i dreamed i dreamed i dreamed said joseph no one was going to tell me but he did it for they were his dreams nicely received no what happened to joseph put it in a pit and finally turn to genesis please genesis chapter 50 verses 19 to 24 19 to 22 23 maybe okay and we will stop Joseph said to them, and Joseph said to them, "Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. For am I in the place of God? Am I in the place of God? But as for you, as for you, you meant evil against me. You meant evil, but but God meant it for good. But God meant it for you. Know what is going to happen to you in your life after you are being sent as a witness to men? Many will not receive you." they will not receive i mean in fact isaiah to it uh, got told isaiah you will go to these people they hearing they will not hear uh, he seeing they will not see they will not understand i have hardened their hearts i have lord if you have hardened your heart why are you sending me no 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 nothing you see you are very saying i will not have any bitterness against them that's exactly what jesus jesus was when jesus was sent by god even till the last minute they were rejecting him you see the cross has two parts the cross has one part which is suffering part suffering ka matlab kya hai you know you will have to go through a lot of problems you know when you go through a lot of problems you know what will happen some people in the church will say wow you're going through a lot of problems that means you are truly a christian there is a glory in suffering mm-hmm. but the problem with the cross is there's not only a suffering part there's a rejection part not only did christ suffer he was also rejected by his own people as a messiah but did he have bitterness no unforgiveness no one of the things that we as people of god have to constantly practice is the gift of forgiveness it does not mean that the other person has done right they might have bent it for harm but you do not take the place of ah you don't take the place of god god rebellious people got mutte wala ne ah ah no no don't try to play god in anybody's life you don't be rebellious you don't become bitter deal with bitterness finally hebrews chapter uh 12 if you will please Hebrews chapter 12 and we will stop here Hebrews chapter 12 and verse uh verse 15 please this read verse 15 hmm see to it that no one falls short hmm. of the grace of God no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many ah no bitter root should grow up inside of you take care of bitterness no don't become bitter okay bitty bought butter the butter was bitter so bitty bought better butter to make the bitter butter better fantastic everybody knows this <laughs> what is the better butter the word of god and the forgiveness of god
receive forgiveness of god and forgive others receive forgive receive forgive freely you have received freely give that is also applicable for forgiveness how many times should i forgive my brother seven times seven 70 times sir increase my faith card god will increase your faith that is what it means to be a witness that is what god deals with you first so that you can be a person who is sent by god and for that what do you need you need the power of the holy spirit you know what god has to actually do to our first of all shows our need unless we know our need we will never ask mattam dinesin tarvata mattam aakal aakal lekapothe nu adutha adagavu if you are full why will you ask first god has to show you your need and then you will say lord fill me the lord will fill you can we pray let's pray father we just thank you father for this time thank you father for speaking to our hearts continue to work in our lives do a constant thorough work in our lives so lord anoint us with your holy spirit to learn and to obey of you you said in your word my children all your children that we are your children will be disciplined discipled and taught of you and great will be the peace of our children your children lord we want to be disciplined discipled and taught of you oh lord by your holy spirit not only taught of you we want to obey lord therefore empower us and fill us with your holy spirit so that we will be will be made witnesses to lord in your kingdom we thank you we praise you we give you glory in jesus mighty name amen amen